mental health crisis accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic is top of mind for employers, the World Health Organization, and people around the world. Potentially could cost billions of dollars, but more importantly, it has to be at the center of how we define a new era of capitalism. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from The National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. With me is Kelsey Warner, The National's Future Editor. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Mustafa. It's good to be here. I'm glad we're talking about this this week. It, it, it very much in the news uh, in recent months, of course, you know, mental health has been at the center of, of, of many initiatives and policies, not just in the UAE, but elsewhere for, for some time. But the restrictions related to COVID-19, the work from home, job losses, all the consequences have have put it front and center. Certainly. I mean, uncertainty is a recipe for anxiety in the best of times. So given what's happening, I'm, again, just glad that we're addressing this and going to be speaking today with Signet Insurance, one of the bigger insurers here in the UAE. So there was a survey this week from the World Health Organization saying that there's been more demand as a result of the pandemic for mental health services. Uh, That's perhaps not surprising, given what's going on. But the most important thing is that we can address it and that people can get access to what they need. Uh, To kind of help with this, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we have Cigna's uh, Chief Executive for the Middle East and Africa, Jerome Droche, joining us uh, to talk about this very topic. Jerome, thanks for being with us today. It's a great pleasure for me. Thanks. As we mentioned, uh, mental health has been a prevalent issue for a long time, actually, even before the pandemic. It was something that was getting more exposure, more understanding, more discussion. But the pandemic has, has accelerated the urgency of, of addressing uh, mental health as a, as a category on its own and something that deserves, uh, from a business point of view, from a corporate point of view, from a consumer point of view, of, of, of working out solutions to meet sort of the growing demand for um, services uh, to, to, to help on that front. Um, Jerome, Cigna did a survey uh, to kind of understand where we are at the moment. What, what were the highlights from that? Yes, definitely, as you did pointed out, uh, mental health has always been something uh, very important for us in terms of area of focus. And we are doing every single year, usually uh, a very important survey to track and understand better the mental health situation of all uh, people who are living in various countries. Actually, usually we do it in eight countries. Uh, and very specifically this year, because of the you know situation that is um, something completely different from the normal uh, situation that we are experiencing every day. We wanted to have a kind of pulse check. So we've done three different uh, rounds of survey this year, um, and especially in the UAE. Interestingly enough, um, the UAE uh, well-being index has been quite high. Actually, in the first round of the survey in April, it was even higher than uh, pre-COVID situation. Um, and then it felt slightly but still, even in September, it's still higher than what it was uh, before the start of the COVID pandemic. That's really interesting. What do you attribute that to? And who are you actually surveying? Can you give us a sense of numbers? So usually we do a survey with a significant number of people in each and every country in order to be able to have a, a kind of robust base, but also to compare between the various markets. So 
so that we can compare the global index with the UA index, for instance, for, for ourselves. So it's at least, I would say, 500 to 1,000 people per country. Interesting enough, when we look at the three uh, different surveys we've done this year, we very clearly saw different period. Um, the first period, actually, when um, it, the pandemic happened, people obviously work started working from home, and they did experience a couple of things. The first element we saw in the survey is the fact that finally people were more connected uh, than ever. And it's quite interesting because we could have thought that with the lockdown, people would have had less interaction. In fact, it's true they had less social interaction, but in fact, the technology took an enormous place and technology really helped them to be connected with each other. So interesting enough, what we saw in April is people were more connected than ever. The level of loneliness uh, was significantly reduced as well, thanks to technology. And I think the other element that came out of the survey as well in this first phase is the fact that people really appreciate the fact that obviously they didn't have to take time to travel to go to the office and also that they had some flexibility in terms of working hours uh, in the first place. So uh, that's the main output that we saw uh, immediately after the, the beginning of the pandemic. And actually it was driving up uh, the well-being index uh, globally. I mean, I can see that being the case early on when sort of novelty is high and you're all excited. It all feels so new and you're not having to go into the office each day. But as it gr has grinded on, we enter into the seventh, eighth month of this. Are you seeing indicators in the UAE that morale is flagging, that mental health is something that we need to be paying closer attention to? Yeah, definitely. We, we saw that an evolution. Um, and in fact, in our index, we do have five different pillars. Uh, two of them that are quite important went down progressively uh, between April and September. Uh, one of them is a physical one, and probably because, obviously, more complicated for anyone to have activities, sports activities. So we, we do see a decline there. The second one is a social index as well. So in the first place, as I did highlight it, people were checking in with each other quite a lot. They were discussing with each other. They were getting the support from their family members as well. So uh, progressively, obviously, it's probably more difficult to continue that forever. Uh, so we saw some decline. Uh, and the latest one I wanted to call out as well is obviously um, the financial pillar. Uh, so on the finance side, um, as you can imagine, because of the situation in terms of economics and the consequence of it, uh, we saw that the level of this index was quite low. Um, it felt in June, and we start to see a, a, a small recovery in September. Um, that is good to see, actually. Um, so it proves that probably, hopefully, uh, the situation will start to improve moving forward. Um, so those one are a couple of headlines. Yeah, I mean, absolutely right. The link between uh, financial stress and uh, you know worsening mental health is clear. Everyone understands that. Uh, we, you know, across the world, not just um, in the UAE, UAE, there have been job losses as a result of the pandemic, reduced incomes. All of that is going to play a factor. And, and I assume that it's fairly an uneven experience uh, across the board, even if for the UAE, the, the top line um, sort of survey shows, you know, that well-being is, is, has kind of gone up. But I, I wonder, Jerome, it, 
Do you have any insight into outside of the UAE in this region? Because the UAE, we're fortunate. We have very good infrastructure, whether that's for technology or healthcare or otherwise. But that's not necessarily the same experience uh, across uh, Middle East and, and Africa, an area I know you're you're responsible for. So, from your point of view or Cygnus' point of view, um, you know what 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 do you what are you seeing there? I think we've seen a couple of commonalities and some differences. Obviously, um, some of the differences are linked to access to care. Uh, you mentioned infrastructure, and it's true that the access to care here is probably better than in some other market, in, like in Africa. So obviously, the level of stress linked to that could be different. So that's one of the factors. The level of technology is quite high everywhere. So this is probably more a common uh, element that we do see across the various markets. And, and we've seen that, obviously, the technology has played a critical role uh, as I did mention in terms of connectivity, but also as we all know in terms of business, um, many elements have changed our daily life, both in terms of delivery, whether it is for food or, or any items we want to buy. On the opposite, I think it was bringing some convenience, but also some um, negative aspects. Uh, one of them is the always on culture. The always on culture is something that we do see uh, across the board, uh, so in all the various markets, because Technology is critical, obviously, but it brings that kind of negative aspect of the fact that we are all connected from the very first minute where we wake up until we go back uh, to sleep. And actually, people are working more and more. We do see, and that's also across the board, people who are working more and more, both late evening, but also during weekend. If I just point out one figure, uh, currently we do see more than 64% of the population working on weekend. Uh, Pre-COVID, it was much, much lower. So we do see a different way of working, uh, different work-life balance between the personal life and the professional life. So this one is a common factor that we do see everywhere, uh, opposite to what I was mentioning, uh, for, for instance, regarding the healthcare infrastructure that could be different from one market to another. Jerome, I'm sort of loath now to ask you about telehealth, given what you've just told us about the amount of screen time and sort of burnout we're all experiencing by just relying on on the internet so much these days. But for people seeking mental health care, it can be really difficult to find in-network providers that meets you know, everyone's needs at all times. And so telehealth actually can perhaps bridge a gap. The World Health Organization has found that only 7% of the 134 countries that they surveyed in the past month were fully open, with 93% reporting curtailed services for various mental health disorders. So telehealth can perhaps bridge some of this gap. Is Cigna making any efforts to ensure telehealth providers or to provide tools in this space? What are you What are you thinking about? So the telehealth uh, solution for us is, is something that is part of our basic feature, um, so that's something we do provide for any of the, the, the member insured by Cigna uh, worldwide. Um, and we do it within uh, our app. So this is a solution that is a 24-7 solution. Now, what we've seen uh, and where it's very important, you, we've seen different dynamics in different markets. So you have those telehealth solutions that is still something we can provide. But on top of that, we've seen in the UAE a very agile change of the regulation here. Uh, allowing uh, most of the provider to be able to provide their own consultation remotely as well. So what we've seen progressively is not only a huge increase of, of the usage of our own app, but also more and more customers accessing to their own doctors that actually they do know well remotely rather than going to see them physically as well. And, and this is where going back to a point, 
uh, we've seen very different situation depending on the market, depending both on their own regulation, but also infrastructure and capacity to deliver that kind of service. And obviously, during this period, people were more, much more comfortable to reach out to their doctor remotely rather than physically. And that's why we've seen, uh, I would say, different trend depending on the market, um, because obviously the infrastructure is quite important there. I mean, these solutions are, are, are important and evolving, uh, of course. Um, the, 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 the larger kind of objective of raising awareness about mental health uh, issues, particularly in the pandemic, is to help businesses, employers uh, understand that uh, you know a new, the new approach to capitalism, if you like, is 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 more um, sustainable and takes into account people, whether they be employees or customers or, or you know as they say stakeholders, to make sure that they they are they are well. Um, the cost uh, in t- to an economy in terms of productivity or higher healthcare. I mean, for example, in the UK, uh, one of the single largest categories. Uh, of spending for the NHS is mental health. Um, it, it is it is known that you know it leads to all kinds of other conditions and complications. Um, and you know, with this modern life that we have, and the expectation that uh, businesses do more and achieve more, um, they they need to take more you know more care uh, in 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 what's happening. However, there's also a disconnect. Okay, the multinationals, the big corporations, perhaps they're your clients, um, can put together their HR departments or whoever is in charge can put together a program. But what about the SMEs, you know, who, who account for, uh, you know, the largest amount of jobs, the largest amount of, 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 pe- of people's livelihoods? How can SMEs fit in here? You know, is, what, what does Cigna approach it in that term? So first of all, I mean, we do believe uh, both for our team members, but more globally for all, I would say the clients we do serve, whether it's corporate and SME, that developing the right culture is absolutely critical, uh, both from a mental health perspective, but also in terms of uh, efficiency, capacity to attract talent, to retain talent, and to have a highly engaged and inspired team, because this is critical for you to achieve your business goal. Uh, whether you are a corporate company or an SME. So this is a, 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 an important area of focus. And we've done a lot of action on our side. So obviously we've done internal action vis-a-vis our team members having a regular town hall. And actually we are doing a, a town hall every single Thursday ahead of the weekend to make sure we keep our own team members highly engaged and inspired, knowing that they have nothing to fear making sure that we take some some time for themselves during the weekend as well. So that was extremely critical. What we've developed as well is trying to explain that kind of culture, doing some uh, Connect for Health uh, exercise and and virtual meeting with all our SME and corporate to make sure we support them and we help them developing a similar culture. And what is very interesting for me is when I look at the evolution of the number of employees within the SME in the market here, we do see a lot of spread of, of various situations. Some of the SME actually are suffering from the economic situation, but some of them are still growing fast and they do have a need to attract talent. But I think the commonality is all of them needs to have that kind of highly engaged team members to achieve their business goal. So uh, definitely it's critical for them to develop that kind of culture. Uh, we supported them as well also with action dedicated to mental health uh, giving them access to, um, I mean, doctors and, and whenever they one of their team members were 
facing some difficult situation. So all that for, for, for me is absolutely critical to make sure that employers have a critical role to play. And I think we all understand that uh, for many people, and if I just take some example, people who are living alone, uh, very often uh, the interaction are quite limited and we do play an important role as employers uh, to develop that kind of culture and environment for the mental uh, health of, of those persons. So definitely critical for us to continue to support all our clients and helping them reaching a, a better culture and platform for their team members. I mean, the pandemic's been in full swing now for about seven months. Uh, Signa is a health insurance provider. Um, do, you, do you worry on that you know, your entire outlook is going to be swallowed up by COVID-19 and COVID-19 related issues when clearly there are so many other um, health scenarios that, that need to be addressed as well. I mean, how do you, how do you balance it, uh, Jerome? Yeah, I think it's definitely very important. So we've done a lot of things. First of all, I mean, our main role was definitely to support any single clients and members uh, whenever they were facing those difficult situations due to the pandemic. And actually, it was quite stressful in the first place. People wanted to understand what they have to do, how do they have to protect their own family members when, when one of the family members is infected. So our uh, team members have worked a lot to support them, explaining them what to do as well when they were going to hospital, et cetera, et cetera. So that was one area of focus. Now, progressively, all the elective surgery that was um, pushed back uh, during this period are coming back. And obviously, we try to rebalance our focus to make sure we are supporting all those members and also making sure that uh, we don't create situation where because some condition would have not been treated or too late, it would create some further complications. So that's extremely important as well. Another area of focus that was important for us as well is all the, the topics that are related to the economics as well, because many people are working from home. It has created some further challenge in terms of economics and musculoskeletal uh, aspect and consequences. And the last one, obviously, that we are focusing on as well is making sure we do understand well, and it's still early stage, what could be the long-term consequences of people who have been infected by COVID-19. And so you, you do see a different um, situation and different uh, disease and different condition. We are trying to understand better what could be the long-term consequences of, of COVID-19. And we want to make sure that we minimize those consequences for all, um, I mean, the customers as well. So definitely a lot of areas of focus in parallel. Um, the last one and not the least, obviously, is understanding better what can we do in terms of prevention, um, in terms of vaccine uh, and future solution uh, in parallel with improving the treatment of COVID-19. So I think definitely, as we did, highlighted a balance between the pandemic, but also making sure we do have enough attention for all the other diseases and treatment that are absolutely needed uh, to keep every team members healthy. Jerome Droche, uh, Cigna's Chief Executive for the Middle East and Africa, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much. Kelsey Warner, the National's Feature Editor, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Before we finish, here are some of the other stories at thenational.ae. The non-oil private sectors of the Arab world's three largest economies bounced back in September as movement restrictions eased and businesses continued to recover. Israeli venture capital firm Our Crowd and the UAE's Al Nabuda are to create a $100 million fund for Gulf tech investors. 
Abu Dhabi plans to combine food and beverage companies Agthia and Alfoa to create one of the leading F&B players in the MENA region. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please do leave a review. You can email us at malrawi at the national.ae with any comments or questions. All that remains to thank our production team, Aisha Khan and Arthur Edison. Please do join us again next time.